Billy Napier and the Florida Gators have gotten hot on the recruiting trail lately, but what's next for them? Find out here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Happy Friday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. It's on the screen there. You can find my written work and video work with Whole Nine Sports at W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. You can find more written work with GiantsCountryFSI.com. Getting into today's content immediately after I really quickly tell you, we will have bonus content coming out Saturday and Sunday. So you're going to get just straight days of content from Locked On Gators. And we're going to try to keep that rolling too. But now getting into today's content, Florida's heated up on the trail. You know, last week was a big week on the recruiting trail. Added four commits, four four-star commits in that weekend. Um, the next scheduled commit that Florida is even heavily in play for right now is on August 10th. That is Cedric Baxter Jr., the running back. He would also be Florida's highest-ranked commit. He's still a four-star, but he's a very high four-star player And again, He'd be Florida's highest-ranked commit, beating out Aiden Mizell. Um, that could be a big add, especially when you consider that Trayon Webb has said, August 10th, Florida's going to have a commit that is a scheduled commit. And the only commit that Florida's really been in play for that's scheduled for August 10th is Trayon Webb. I mean, as uh, Cedric, Baxter, Cedric Baxter Jr. However, Trayon Webb could have been referring to someone that has not yet announced they will commit on August 10th. And so, you know, maybe maybe tomorrow or maybe Sunday we see uh, I'm announcing my commitment on August 10th, and it's that player, whoever it might be. But in terms of just the two hottest players that Florida is chasing right now, one of them is Will Norman, who's a huge name player, huge name defensive lineman from IMG Academy. And uh, John Garcia from Sports Illustrated was here earlier this week, and he was like, look, I was at IMG's media day last week and Will Norman came out in gator shorts and he was all business. He didn't talk too much. And then he was at Friday Night Lights and he was having a blast. He was having fun. He was taking other recruits on tours of the facilities and they were going through and they were talking about all these things. So I I think Will Norman right now is that's one of the reasons he's heavily trending towards Florida because and even on an I he went on Instagram live, I think it was Sunday and he ended it with. Um, words I can't say on air, but basically, go Gators. Uh, he said other things, but words that I cannot repeat here. Uh, so yeah, Will Norman picking up steam for Florida would be a massive add for a team that needs to add help on the defensive line. Then there's also, of course, Dijon Johnson, who I know a lot of Gators fans, at least in the uh, Florida Gators subreddit Discord, or like the Mustard Man, whatever, because uh, Dijon, but Dijon Johnson is a four-star cornerback. He'd be the second highest ranked commit for Florida, right below Aiden Mizell and above Eugene Wilson the third. He's got crystal balls right now from seven different people. 
on 24-7. He decommitted from Ohio State on July 30th. And then um, since I feel so bad for this kid um, because for Deshaun Johnson, since he decommitted, he's had a, a potential commitment either spoiled or leaked or whatever it might be three times or not even actually getting spoiled or getting it leaked. It's just like he decommitted from Ohio state and then uh, someone with rivals, I don't care to say his name and I don't know his name, uh, but someone with rivals then posted out a graphic of Dijon Jonathan committing to Florida. And we were like, Oh, it's happening. It's happening. Um, And then people were like, wow, can't believe you just spoiled this kid's commitment. And he took the post down. Um, which, I mean, it said it was a miscommunication or something like that. I don't care. You suck for doing it. Um, then he, on August 1st, when the letters came out of all the uh, all the official offers, because you can't make an official offer in, to a high school player until they're going until August 1st of their senior year. So then official offers came out. Dijon Johnson posted his official offer. And of course, I believe it was two media members jumped the gun and they were like, Deshaun Johnson committed. Um, No, still no, still no. Um, It does look like this is going to be yet another battle of Florida versus Miami again. Uh, Miami visit was scheduled, but got canceled uh, when Deshaun Johnson, who went to uh, Friday Night Lights, he decided to stay for Grill in the Ville. And like John Garcia said earlier this week, he's like, I was told that at one point that visit was scheduled to Miami and it got canceled. That doesn't mean it won't be rescheduled. It could easily be rescheduled. Um, but like I said, when Dijon Johnson decommitted on Saturday, last Saturday, I was like, look, he, the decommitment wording sounded like he has every intention of enjoying this recruitment and i'm not the type to go well if he's not a florida by the, if he's not a florida gator by this weekend then then we screwed the pooch like no uh I, I think he's just a high school kid that wants to enjoy his recruitment this is one of the last times if not the last time that everyone is vying for your name um and so i think that some you know kids should kids should enjoy a bit so that's what it seems like Deshaun Johnson will do, no commitment date has been set. I feel like he's not going to set a commitment date. I feel like he's just going to feel around, take feelers for whatever schools want to recruit him, and um, and he's just going to make that decision whenever he makes that decision. So we'll see what happens on that one. Um, and then we're, we're about to take a look at some of the biggest needs for the Florida Gators in the 2023 recruiting class still. But first, a quick word from Bet Online because if you think the Gators are going to win seven or more games like a smart person, like myself, not saying I'm a smart person, but I, I think like them in this case, um, then bet the over. If you think the Florida Gators will win six games or less, again, like a big dumb dummy, I say it all the time, then bet the under right now on Bet Online. The Gators' win total is set at six and a half. So make yourself some money. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information, not just football, not just basketball, not just baseball, not just hockey, not just soccer, not just tennis, which is dead to me, like I've said every time, not just table tennis, not just darts, not just snooker, I think it's called. Um, I think that's what it's called. Not just horse racing, not just League of Legends, not just CSGO, not just politics, not just economics, not just finance. And you can bet on everything you want there. It's amazing. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Taking a look at the biggest needs for the Florida Gators 2023 recruiting class, so what are the three biggest needs for the Florida Gators 2023 recruiting class? Um, just starting off in the order that I've marked it down. I'm not necessarily going through what's most important, what's least important, because it's going to change depending on who you ask. Um, first up, though, is interior offensive line, because Florida Gators right now only have Nike Harris committed along the interior offensive line. He is a four-star player from IMG, so big-name player, big-name commit. Uh, but... Florida has quite a few upperclassmen on the interior of the of the offensive line. So I think when you're looking in the future, because when you're talking about interior offensive line too, it's not like tackle where you're talking about left or right. When you're talking interior offensive line, you've got three positions to cover with both guard spots and the center. So that's just another thing that you add to it where, I mean, uh, John Garcia has said it before, where pretty much you want to add 22 kids minimum that are all, all positions, you, you essentially want to fill a roster here. You want to have the 5-0 line. You want to have the tight end. You want to have the, the four or five receivers. You want to have the running backs, the quarterback, all that stuff. So here we have one offensive lineman committed to the University of Florida so far. Again, it's an interior offensive lineman committed to the University of Florida so far. Again, it is Najee Harris, a uh, big-name player, someone that we should be happy for. But again, Maybe he'll drop in the rankings because, you know, why not? That just happens. You commit to Florida and you instantly suck. Those are the rules according to uh, 24-7 and, and other recruiting sites as well. But it's it's most prominent with 24-7 um, where Andy Jean was this huge heated battle and he goes to Florida and like, oh, brother, this guy stinks. So uh, it, it's just it is what it is. Um, that's one of the reasons I don't get hung up on recruiting rankings too much because it's it seems like it's like politics at times. So don't care. That's just not something I'm going to concern myself with rankings wise, but I will say Florida needs to add more help along the interior offensive line, especially with how much older and experienced the current interior offensive lineman, uh, current interior offensive line roster is for the Gators. There's not a ton of names there that are going to be there for another two or three years. So I feel like at that point, it's like, well, we, we need to have people that will be there in two to three years and continue to add interior offensive linemen to this team. So Florida's got to add there. Then looking at offensive tackle, which I touched on briefly, but right now Florida only has Bryce Lovett, the three-star offensive tackle. He's the second lowest rank commit in the 2023 class. Yada, yada, yada. I don't care about rankings, like I just said. Uh, I care about rankings in the terms of attracting other recruits. I don't necessarily care about them in terms of an actual evaluation of your talent because of how many zero one two star players have become absolute freaks in the nfl so yeah i don't necessarily care about rankings in terms of evaluating your talent i care about what that brings to the recruiting class in terms of helping entice other commits like i've said so there is that but bryce lovett i mean look florida's lost some battles with interior with offensive tackles even in the state of florida lucas simons or lucas simmons uh committed to Florida State, which, I mean, I know people are saying that that one might not actually happen. He might decommit at that point. He's a decommit uh, risk, I guess we'll say. Um, so so there's that where Lucas Simmons could get back into play. Then looking at offensive tackle also, there's Francis Goa, who Florida was in the running for, and he, of course, committed to Miami. Um, so two incredibly high-ranked tackles that Florida lost out on which is frustrating, and I get it because along this entire offensive line, this this should be one of the strongest position groups that Florida recruits because you've got Darnell Stapleton, who is an NFL offensive lineman for four or five years. He's got experience playing in the NFL. He's got experience coaching, and now he's coaching for Florida. He's just an offensive line coach. Then you've got Rob Sale, who was just coaching the New York Giants offensive line. He did a fantastic job at that. The offensive line improved significantly in the brief time that he was there. 
He's got experience developing guys and getting into the league. Look at Robert Hunt from Louisiana and all the other Louisiana guys that uh, Louisiana has gotten in recent years. A lot of those are Rob Sale products. Osiris Torrance was initially a Rob Sale kid. Now he's a Rob Sale kid again. Uh, Max Mitchell, who's with the New York Jets, was a Rob Sale recruit commit, and he only spent one year of college without Rob Sale. So there's all of that where Florida should be adding offensive line talent, and it should be easy, and Billy Napier puts an emphasis on the offensive line, so it's it's incredibly frustrating that this offensive line group has not been up to snuff yet with, say, the receivers or the corners. Um, Speaking of another group that has not been up to snuff yet, linebackers. What in the world is going on with the Florida Gators linebackers? Um, Because, yes, Florida will desperately need to add interior linebackers, off-ball linebackers. I realize that a lot of listeners um, and college football fans and NFL fans in general, just football fans in general, they really try to stick to it. If you go, oh, like Florida needs a linebacker, and you go, oh, we have Brandon Cox Jr. because he's listed as a linebacker, but he will be playing an edge rushing role, which is basically its own position at this point. I will consider it its own position. Even recruiting rankings, it's its own position. He's going to be playing linebacker, yes, but 99% of the time he's going to be rushing the passer. So he's an edge rusher. Um, when we say linebacker, we're talking off-ball linebacker. We're talking Ventura Miller. We're talking about Dewan Black, Amari Bernie, Shamar James, uh, uh, just Derek Wingo, Scooby Williams, all these guys that are playing off-ball linebacker roles. Florida's got a lot of upperclassmen there. Um, you know, Dewan Black ain't going to be here much longer. There, there's, that's just what it is. He's got maybe this year, maybe another year, because don't forget he's only been on campus for this is his second season on campus. But he was a JUCO kid. Um, so, so there's that. He's probably going to be gone soon. Ventron Miller's in his sixth year. Uh, Mari Bernie's in his fifth year. So a, a ton of experience at linebacker. Not a ton of youth um, in terms of scholarship players, at least. There's there's Scooby Williams. Uh, there's Derek Wingo. And there is um, Jamar James, who recently committed. Sorry, I just got the notification that Kelby Collins will be committing August 13th. Time and location will be posted later this week. So that's a big-time Florida Gators defensive line player that they're, that they're targeting a recruit. Um, he could be added to this list, of course. But, yeah, going back to linebackers, there's no commits so far at linebacker. Florida's been in the running for a few of these guys, but lost it. I know they're still pursuing, like, Pup Howard, who committed to South Carolina. They're still pursuing him. He's a Jacksonville kid, maybe with the recent Jacksonville ads, they'll be able to kind of put more pressure and apply more pressure there. Um, but Florida also just needs help with the position in general. I've been saying that Florida should add transfer portal linebackers, but now all the good ones are gone. So don't even bother at this point, if we're being honest. Uh, but we're about to take a look at some player, at some positions where Florida could afford a luxury ad, kind of. Uh, but first, a quick word from our sponsors. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about some Florida Gators luxury ad positions. And by that, I mean not things that are necessities, but not things that you should completely ignore. So when we look at running back, for example, that's the first position that I'm talking about here. Again, this is not in order of a need because there is no need. This isn't an emphasis or anything like that. This is just the positions. Um, There's running back. And I'm happy with the running back room. I am. I, I'm a big fan of Naquan Wright. I've been very open about that. Lorenzo Lingard is someone that we're hoping is going to be very good. Montreal Johnson is a true sophomore, so he's incredibly young. Uh, Trevor Etienne is there. So so it's a very young group that's going to really rotate in and take the bulk of these carries will be those four guys. Um, and I'm, I'm happy with what it looks like in the present and in the future again because I believe Naquan Wright has two years left. Lorenzo Lingard should also have two years left. 
Uh, and then Montreal Johnson has at least this year and next year. And he, if he wants, he could add another year to that. Um, and maybe I'm, I'm not sure how COVID year would work for him since he's a 2021 commit, but we'll see. Um, Trevor Etienne is here, so he'll be here for at least three years unless he transfers out. So running back looks good, but running backs are so damage prone. And I don't say injury prone. I'm saying damage prone. Obviously, injury prone is a thing. But I think when you look at damage prone, you look at guys that take a lot of hits and rotate out a lot because they take a lot of hits and it's hard to maintain that. So adding depth could be a big thing. Trayon Webb is committed for the 2023 class. But again, just adding yet another guy to the group is uh, something that Florida, I think, should do. Um, Yeah, one of them might transfer out, but at least you have the depth there should you need it. Um, And that's something that, especially when you look at this offense, that they're going to want to run the ball quite a bit. You should add more guys there. And if you don't, then it will just be a priority for 2024. So why not add another one? And just have that because if you don't, then in 2024, you've only got uh, Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne that are scholarship players that are going to be there and Trayon Webb. Um, so you should be adding another one there anyway. Next up is quarterback uh, because why not, right? Like like Marcus Stokes can become great, and I but I will always support adding multiple quarterbacks in a recruiting class. Um, it's one of those positions where the miss rate on quarterback is just so high that I think you have to add more. Um, and by miss rate, I mean high-ranked recruits that don't work out. So, And even low-ranked recruits that do work out, that's still a miss. So I think the miss rate is so high that you just you should just add more guys. And like I've said, like with Max Brown, like Max Brown had no business being a three-star quarterback. He should have been at least four-star quarterback. Um, but... He's not, so there's that. Uh, yeah, I, I think Max Brown should have been a four-star quarterback, but most of the tape goes based on your junior year and sophomore year and 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 uh, camps that you do. But Max Brown lit it up the entirety of his senior season. It, it was a historically productive senior season, so Max Brown should have been a much higher-ranked recruit than he was and a much higher-ranked commit than he was, but he's not because it's based on junior year a lot. So I think when you go for those lower guys, you just add them to the class um, not too low, just because you don't want to hurt your class ranking, but you add a guy to the class and it's like, well, guess what? If he works out, he works out. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But we've got two guys that can compete. We're just throwing a whole bunch of eggs in a whole bunch of baskets, and that's that's the approach to take. And then there's also wide receiver and DB. There's already a ton of talent here, but, I mean, at, at DB, you've got, I believe, five guys committed now. Receiver, you've got five guys committed at the time of recording this. Uh, there's already a ton of talent there because, again, a lot of these guys are high-ranking commits in this class too. But with so many players at the same position, you're bound to have injuries happen. Injuries happen all the time in football. Uh, you're bound to have someone transfer out or someone decommit, so you're not done with receivers or DBs yet. Uh, you got guys also who just don't pan out. Like, like that happens a lot with high school. It's hard to evaluate high school recruits and be like, oh, this guy's going to be a good college football player. This guy's going to be an NFL player. Uh, it's hard to do that. So I, I don't take that that away from anybody. Um, but I will say that there is a high miss rate at receiver and DB as well. So you got guys who don't pan out. You guys, you got guys who do pan out. Just keep adding players. And again, you're going to have transfers. I mean, before Andy Jean even committed, it was rumored that Tyree Patterson was looking at UCF because he was like, well, they're going to keep adding receivers. I'm not the fifth ranked receiver in this class. I can be better than that. I can go to a place where I'll be more valued and all that stuff. 
But he did get an official offer, by the way, still. So Florida does seem that they're going to intend to uh, to hold up their end of the bargain there, which is great because, you know, this coaching staff, they've got a reputation for, like, what we say we're going to do. They've done that phenomenally over the past few – I mean, over, since they got here. They've done a great job of, you know, we're going to say something, we're going to do that thing. Um, so there's a, that's, a, that's a massive ad so or a massive value to have. But – Odds are you're going to lose at least one of these guys, so add more if you can. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to talk Florida Gators football more. Actually, well, kind of kind of talk Florida Gators football. It's going to be a bonus episode with uh, Jordan Castell's defensive back coach from high school. So, so there's going to be that, and that's going to be really fun. Uh, now make your second listen, Locked on SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790. The best coverage, the best conference, the best host, really, aside from me, of course, if we're going to be honest, covering also the best university, the University of Florida. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports, that is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports, and GiantsCountryMSI.com, and I'll see you all tomorrow.